I imagine that right now you're feeling a bit like Alice. Tumbling down the rabbit hole, hmm? You could say that. I can see it in your eyes. You have the look of a man who accepts what he sees because he is expecting to wake up. Welcome to Team Rabbit Hole Edition 261 with Don, Bernadette and Michael, special edition. Welcome all of you very much and well met. Thank you. Hi there. Hello. Well, I'll try Hi. to talk really slowly. I know that um, I was speeding through it earlier, as Michael pointed out. So um, welcome, welcome in all y'all. Um, I haven't really seen all y'all's faces, but I think I was talking to you, Bernadette, about having a show. So this seems to have taken on a life of its own without my awareness. Awesome. Um, so something we do at the beginning of these episodes is to try to find resonations and synchronicities just right off the bat. Um, I use the major arcana of Tarot. And 261 would reduce to 9, which in this case would be the Hermit card. Um, in this deck, I, um, David Bowie's Starman deck, deck, it's called the Alien, ironically enough. So it says, uh, I bring back knowledge from distant places. Uh, the Alien, or Hermit card, is about knowing your worth. You're perfect the way you are. Be free. Seek answers within you. Go deeper and understand more of the universe. Take time to do something you've never done before. So, Raphael, what card are you, I guess, going to be pulling? You gotta tell us though. <laughs> it's the sun again, you know, just like oh, no last way. time. Okay, so, so right, he's really <laughs> shuffling his deck. Clearly, no, I'm kidding. Um, That's why I was but, doing yeah. it on camera, you know. So <laughs> uh, no, no, no magic of mirrors or whatever smoke mirrors. Um, so he's pulled the sun card, which is also a major arcana card, synchronistically enough. Um, and that's that's the Leo card. It's about you know shining and coming up again, resurrecting from the darkness and being night, all that you know being at your brightest glory, gain riches, truth. Reality, triumph, vitality, energy, manifestation, supreme success, you know, that is where we are. With rainbows. Victory card, yeah. <laughs> so I'm curious, between rainbows. the alien card, uh, the hermit card, basically, and the sun card, if anything right off the bat is popping for y'all, resonance-wise or synchronistically, if not, that's okay. We're just kind of trying to get a pulse on the Tao, as they say. You know, once you live as a hermit, it's difficult to be touched. <laughs> and some people take vows of chastity to prevent that uh right um so it's funny i'm coming from a more protestant christian background and uh obviously certain worldviews have tended to um create dualities between the physical and spiritual um whether that's justified we can get into later or not but yeah the hermit card kind of is about um reclusiveness right inward journey and the sun is kind of like maybe that aha moment um you know archimedes sitting in his bathtub reclusively naked i guess and then going eureka holy shit buoyancy so um <laughs> let us uh if, if anything else resounds to y'all fine if not uh we can move on from that i just i, I just like kind of this i like this intro because I, what, what's the word it's, it's, it's i think it's custody in, in in english 
where the monks have this sacred valve living mm. without okay and chastity yeah. chastity chastity okay chaste oh wow that's a good hint and it never made sense to me as a child and like years later when i was 30 or so i read this it was actually meant to help the people on the path it's like when, when, whenever there is an attraction to touch, you know, a sacred vow, go on. So it was helped, or it was initially designed to be a use of not becoming distracted. Right, like a focus, almost like a, um, using your body as a mala bead or something like that, where it's like, okay, I'm going to focus on not eating too much today or not masturbating or whatever. So, um, yeah, touch is a big deal. Um, okay, so I've got a scatterbrain. Sorry, let's let me focus. Um, how do you all know each other? Because clearly, we're all I, 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 that's a good starting place, and if we can get into touch specifically. I want to go down this rabbit hole clearly. Um, but I'm like, how are you Austrians or Germans or whoever you are? How are you in cahoots, as they say? Yeah, we have a beautiful connection actually. I'm connected to Michael and Don. And Don is actually from Germany and Michael from Austria. Nice. So um, a perfect combination. And uh, we met each other through a light anchor, Michael and I. And Don I met through a friend. And um, both are dealing uh, with the art of touch. And that's how I connected with them because touch for me in my life is very important because I also grew up with a skin disease where I know that touch is very healing for my skin and for my soul. And that's why I was um, dealing with touching in my life also, also because in our Western society, touching is not very common and it's very, people don't want to talk too much about touch. And if you touch somebody, it's like, well, excuse me, I touched you. <laughs> right. It can be a taboo. Um, before we go yeah. too hard into it, so the light anchor, we've talked about it. I forget how to say it in German. Lichtung, Lichtung. I think. Yeah, yeah, very good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not amazing, but I'm close. Um, <laughs> but no, no, nine, sprechen Sie Deutsch or whatever. I don't speak German. But um, <laughs> that is a little kind of uh, enclave or community of creatives and I think awakened people in Vienna. Is it more than Vienna or is it just in Vienna? No, it's we more base in Vienna, but okay. somehow we are spreading the seeds everywhere we go. So the light anchor is already quite uh, known by people because they heard somewhere from the light anchor already. And this is very nice because we are networking, you know, like a mycelium. So we are connected to a lot of people all over the world, actually. There is one new now in Berlin. Word. Um, Rafa, am I the only one not seeing anybody? <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, and in fact, you're touching people's lives energetically, maybe even physically. So, all right, so that's the common link between y'all, um, this kind of uh, awakened communal, um, not tribe, the kind of strong word, but it seems like maybe an ex externalizing tribe, uh, like you're saying, a mycelial kind of situation. Um, I want to get each of y'all on individually at some point so we can hear your life stories and kind of rock who you are um but we'll just take it at face value that you're friends and you know each other through this so um whoever wants to talk first about maybe their uh expertise with uh, like she was saying um bernadette was saying she had a skin disease i mean we can go right into that if you want but um 
where does somatic touch and uh, sensory nervous system kind of experience play in your life? Like, are you guys dancers or um, tantra artists? How is this working? <laughs> I think first of all, we are human beings, which which is some kind of gives us a unifying field theory, and so we have yeah. this body that can feel. Uh, major advantage compared to just being a spirit so we can experience in physical form and like it's just it's interesting you say that michael because i think one of the points of the bible which i'm not going to stress here is like spirits wanted to incarnate with people that's why they slept with women or whatever so like the physical experience is like a very coveted experience even though we're always like get me out of this meat suit kind of situation we can freak out down here about it um it seems to be a really exquisite kind of pageantry of evolution and synthesis and all sorts of things so it's really a blessing to be embodied but we don't always look at it that way once you see it that way because in the beginning it was a curse there were like horrible emotions in this meat suit and and like like emotions it by itself is like some kind of touchy sometimes <laughs> and then you know how to interact to how it, it took me 30 years to start that actually it's about time to start to get to know the body and start to like how to operate and what is good and what is bad i never thought about it in the beginning just like this body happened to me by accident i grew up in it so what to do what to do that's a big question and our cultures don't tend to uh like you were saying i mean dance People do their own thing, so people do the twist or you know rock and roll and stuff. But like touch as a fundamental part of human Western culture isn't what it probably was at other times in history, um, and especially now with uh, the whole COVID situation, people keeping six feet apart or whatever they're doing. So touch is even more like tricky these days, I guess you could say, uh, with people's fears. Um, so I think it started Rafael, with Rafael. AIDS. First we had the Catholic Church, and then we had like sexual diseases. Then we had AIDS. Now we have COVID. For some reason, it's very important that people don't interact physically. For some reason, for some reason, might have to do with the second chakra being creative, and you know, I know, sex is it's for reproduction. Mm -hmm. Reproduction only. Only. Hmm? But well, it's tricky. Go ahead, though. The thing about touch is that it doesn't always have to be touching your body, you know. Being touched has so many layers. You can be touched by a lot of things, you know. You can be touched, especially me, I love to be touched by really good music. When I get into music, the vibration, the frequencies of that music and the emotions that are brought with the music can touch so deeply, you know. Or you can be touched by a flower or you can be touched by whatever makes you feel good, you know. So in these days where people are afraid of being physically touched, it's sometimes very important to inspire them by word or um, put them on a sound bed where you deliver frequencies or whatever. So you say, okay, we, we don't need to touch each other physically if you want, but I can touch you with my being, with my vibration and with what I can offer. I, I wonder when that bifurcation split. Um, and I, I want you to talk, Don. I think I cut somebody off. Um, because it's obviously when you're like, oh, like uh, I think Beethoven um, was like, music is the highest revelation of philosophy kind of thing. So it's like, yes, it can touch us, but then are we 
using a term i mean it's tricky like what came first like obviously people and i'm not a linguist so i have no clue how this works but at some point people were moved to ecstasy and joy and emotional sorrow or whatever through mediums of art and um maybe even holding hands and singing kumbaya or whatever um but the fact that we say oh that touched me is implying like it moves you um like it's causing vibrational i mean in a new age kind of way like vibrational change in you um but it's interesting i wonder how that i'm just talking out loud i wonder how that uh whole process went but i cut somebody off don i think so, maybe yeah Re- I'll, I'll let uh, i'll give the conch uh, to donna just like to say two three things about what bernadette said so first of course there is these great devices i think how is it called klangliege in german at least and monochord sound bed there's all these like amazing things how you can actually you know give resonances to individuals the first thing i'm thinking about of course is you really need a really good sound system with very good sub bass you know so you can feel it in your bones that's also you know very therapeutic i guess or you just use singing bowls you know if you like uh, that variant so there's a lot of you know cool things uh, to explore here um but yeah, so we've already talked a lot. Don, as you're in a sense, you know, our special main guest tonight, actually, we want to give you the floor, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know anything, so I'm not enlightened. <laughs> um, I think we're all there, bro. Don't feel bad. Like, <laughs> no one's there or else we wouldn't be talking in 3D meat space or whatever. Like, we'd be in Shambhala, like, whatever's going yeah. on there. So um yeah let, let let me say something to the point of uh Bernadette. um i mean touch is everything so what is touch touch means two things connect and uh if you connect to music or if you connect to to any sense you know uh, we have it's a connection and you can feel it and um you get touched by it if you feel it and uh, i'm not sure uh, i mean i'm i'm specialized in um let me say uh, uh body touch real touching humans it's like can, can tell you no it's it's something no no it's not massage thing um it's a uh, yeah i should tell you the story about uh how it uh, I developed things that I'm not a professional. I didn't learn anything. I developed things I do myself. And it started when I experienced uh, uh, um, a lack of touch in my life. So I felt like a leaf in autumn of a tree. I got dry and yellow and didn't feel good and i thought yeah i want i i won't have a touch but i don't want to have a relationship so i came from a relationship with a with a mother of my children 13 years and um it ended and then there was no touch no relationship nothing but i thought yeah i i like to have a touch i feel like that not it's not about sex i really need the touch and i thought a lot about uh, touching and uh was talking to a lot of people about touching and um i thought by myself yeah there are a lot of people outside there who don't have enough physically touch 
know, even people in relationships uh, often don't have enough the the kind of touch they need. We all need, uh, I think we all need different kind of touch and um, we're responsible to, to get it. And so we, there, there are relationships, but you don't get the touch you need. And uh, I thought about a service to just give the touch. I mean, you can go to, to, to a massage thing and you get the touch. I, I have a lot of friends who are professionals and they told me, yes, they know a lot of people don't come because of physical diseases. They just come because they want to get touched. The like a human need, it seems. I know in Japan they have like cuddle lounges yeah, or whatever. Right, right, so right. Same right, idea. Yeah, um, yeah human same idea. A, yeah, yeah. A mystic right. link, it seems, in modern life. Yeah. So this is, we were talking uh, about a point 20 years ago, I think. And uh, I didn't know anything about other people looking for touch. It was just me and thinking, thinking of, of touching. And um, um, yeah, then I started to, to do some experiments with uh, friends of mine. And um, uh, what I do is just a gentle, slow touch. You, you, if you come to my place, you tell me what you like to have touched, like only your back, only your face, only your hairs, only your hand, whatever. The whole body, I experience people coming to me, throwing off their clothes, being naked, and say, yes, touch me everywhere. And I met people who were really careful and said, so, uh, just hold my hand. And um, everything is working. If you know what you would you like to have touched, um, and you get it touched in a gentle way, um, Imagine a way of touch like you've got as baby or in a real good, uh, lovingly um, relationship. It's this kind of, of touch I give to people. Um, so it's like a nurturing service uh, and it has a spectrum all the way from like full nude intimacy or whatever to, to like just touch my shoulder <laughs> or whatever yep. um I, like i was saying i've been watching the show lost which is a really good show if you guys haven't seen it it's a commitment uh hence the 2x speed viewing but um in in that they're talking about uh this baby's crying at one point they're like it won't shut up and they're like you gotta wrap it really tightly in a blanket because it's until at some point we start breaking out and wanting to be free but at first we're like so used to the womb and so used to being held tightly by moms or whatever uh, you know triggers in our lives um that it's it's almost innate to be like swaddled like like to be wrapped up like a little caterpillar is like a normal thing babies like that um whoop, which i found kind of interesting um so uh, i didn't mean to interrupt you i was just thinking out loud and, and i do that a lot so one, i piss you off yeah say, shut up Jim. expect more of that but what i'm curious about <laughs> don is what uh how would you differentiate so you can say that you basically you know learned it by doing i guess or just by exploring of course, I guess there are some uh, people, maybe also you, that do you know all kinds of special trainings and so on. What I'm wondering about is the, let's say, the quality of touch and maybe in a sense what it requires, if anything, from the practitioner not to only touch a certain way or to be gentle, but I'm pretty sure it also requires some kind of a state of mind because 
I would only imagine, you know, there is touch, which is like, you know, nondescript or has no energy. And then there is touch, which physically could be the very same thing. But there is, you know, very high energy transmission. You know, Michael is nodding, you know. Um, maybe you want to talk a bit about that and how you experience that. I would say ultimately it's only an attitude, you know. But it's probably very different than, you know, training for 10 years to be, to know all the best massage techniques. It's, it's a different story, right? Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, I just have no training. I didn't do anything and I just do it with my feeling. And uh, I would say what you need to touch other people is um, love in, f in first place, a lot of love. Uh, in second place, um, Mitgefühl, um, compassion. Compassion, yeah. compassion, yeah, right. Compassion is the second thing. Which and is I, basically I, the same, I'd say. Yeah, this is another point. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the next show. Um, what is love? Uh, the, the third thing you, you probably need is um, the, the really deep feeling of, of trying to help someone. I don't know how to express correct. Um, like empathetic. You really, yeah, you, yeah, it gets something to do with empathy, but you really try to help someone to get off or out of a situation or, or you, you really want to help someone. So these are the three points. I think um, if you do things like I do, these are the three points it's it's basic and then before i start it's very important for me to come to myself so love means in first place uh, the love uh, to my myself um yeah it's difficult to to do all this in english oh if you um, speak german rafa will translate it's all good <laughs> but he's all good so. <laughs> I, I i try i try so love starts uh, by myself. So the uh, the dimension I love myself is the dimension I can love other people. The same thing is with empathy and compassion. It starts uh, with me. And so I try to center myself before someone is coming to my place. And then we have a small talk and uh, I try to figure out what people want to have touched. And I explain what I do, and it's not like a massage thing. You you just can change uh, everything at every time. So if you like a touch, you can tell me, yeah, yeah, that's that's it, stay there. And if you don't like it, you can tell me, so oh no. And um, so what you basically do, Don, is that you create a safe space. And in this space, there is this, well, yeah, trust, of course, otherwise it would not be safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. And then you, you have this uh, communication, basically, that's what, what, what is, what it is. And I mean, this is true for every situation. Like if you interact with other people, if there is a safe space and you can communicate, anything goes. It's funny yeah. that the card for this episode is the Hermit card. I mean, I said the alien, but the Hermit card is the Virgo card, which is Mercury ruled, but it's Earth. So it's about grounding, 
communication. I mean, it's the information of your nervous system. It's the information of the pheromones. It's the information of the, yeah, right. you know, I mean, yes, yeah. we have etheric bodies and stuff, but as soon as you make electromagnetic contact with flesh on flesh, it's a very different science experiment going on. <clears throat> um, and, and I don't understand the science behind that. Like maybe we need certain, uh, even I think I've heard somewhere like we're kind of like our skin is like petri dishes. So it's like even having other people's compounds or, you know, realities, uh, biological realities helps our immune systems. So it's you like change I mean, the biome. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, you don't want to just be this, I mean, the shadow of Virgo, obviously it's like hypochondriac isolation, bubble girl, bubble boy kind of thing. And, um, in a sense with the alien card, instead of going within all the time, it's about going without. Um, in this card deck and with the sun is bringing awareness to what like service so it kind of sounds like what you're talking about you're being uh, of service through touch it's a it's a yeah it's a service i mean I know that um, it's, a, a it's about mind, it's but, <laughs> sorry uh, that might have a lot of baggage uh in terms of culture where people like think you know it, it's necessarily sexual or whatever but um this is why i mean in a sense uh i mean you see cliches in movies where you know men will rent a hooker or whatever and they won't even do anything they're just like i want to be talking i just need someone to talk to and that that goes from a psychological verbal place into the next domain which would probably be what you're doing um which is like all right what you know let me um it's almost like a pit stop in nascar or something like that i don't watch nascar but the idea remains formula one more bougie um anyway i'll shut up uh the continue box stop yeah so it's um yeah you were talking about this card this is really interesting because there's a lot a lot of things inside concerning the cards um where to start well i can ju just maybe to give you uh, some more hints even the the sun card the second card with the one nine you know it also contains the nine which is again the hermit or the alien so it was like you know confirming it and also while the hermit is you know just about to enter the dark night of the soul and having realizing let's say the necessity that after first already flying high with the strength card there is you know a deeper understanding a deeper knowledge there is a shadow side to integrate so, you know, he's going to the dark mountain with his small lantern containing the star. And then ultimately, in a sense, the at least apparent conclusion of it that is still visible within this world, I want to say, is the sun card where then this, you know, small light contained within the hermit or the alien can be expressed and shared rad most radiantly and most strongly, you know, uh, with others. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good point. Good point. This is what I, uh, in uh, most cases, I really experience. People come to my place uh, in a bad mood and they leave off with light because they really feel touched and they, um, they see the light inside themselves. So I help people to find the light inside them, themselves. So if you, if you get touched in the right way, you feel like um, you you feel love and you feel um, you feel okay. Whatever happens around, if you get touched, remember the last time a, a nice girl touched you. It's it's an amazing feeling, isn't it? 
and you feel golden you feel like like glowing you you feel like the sun up. yeah you feel like the sun you get back the feeling of of uh, the sun inside yourself and this is the point where i do that so people go out and uh, they are the sun so on the physical level i'd say the touch is deeply relaxing if it's a good touch and if you relax then the energy can flow and once the energy flow you have a certain feeling of brightness and shininess it's very simple actually what's like the miracle is very very simple uh that's like, but but that's not the only point um to to really shine up uh you need to see your own size and it happens if you get touched in in a gentle way and in a loving way and then you feel you feel yourself you 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 feel how great you are how how nice you are how beautiful you are you you feel all these good feelings normally in, in normal life you go out you have a lot of anger and stress and a lot of different feelings but if you really relax the, the feeling for yourself comes back and you feel great again it's not just to feel relaxed relaxed is is one part perhaps not 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 i didn't say you feel relaxed i'd say it does relax you and it centers you in the presence yeah, this but, is this is a point that the presence you come back to the presence, you really come back to yourself. Which That's is the then is. what you yeah. said. Yeah. Then you yeah. feel like bigger. You feel great better. again. You feel yeah. really you feel you go you come like like that small and you go out like you feel great, like wow. Everybody knows that if you if you have someone who loves you and who touches you in the right way, and I don't mean only sex. Sure. Um it's it's a great feeling you feel great after that and well, i can offer you like exercise same idea you don't even have to be necessary with other people when you're moving your body against itself i mean i'm not like a triathlete by any means but i've been working out a little um for the new year and i'm at first i was like holy shit i'm so out of shape <laughs> i'm so disconnected from my body i mean that's a problem for gemini's in general but um ever since descartes probably when we started being very coming you know i think therefore i am it's not like i'm embodied therefore i am it became a very mental um, mind-body dualism that we've been dealing with for a while. And it's probably older than just Descartes. But I think what starts happening when you get massages, like when I was in Australia, I would get um, massages, which aren't that typical for me. And it would release so much stress and tension that I wasn't even aware of, like so many like emotions that were blocked. Um, just little things that our culture doesn't value, or if it does, it's really not, you know, most of the time it's like sex, drugs, rock and roll, like all the way, go, you know. See, it's, do it's like, sex or disease. Either you want to fuck or you need a touch, like a massage, because your body is hurt. broken. But yeah. there is nothing in between. And at the same time, of course, as you brought up, Michael, we don't have to, you know, um, go too deep into that. But then at the same time, you have this very paradoxical, absurd, and I want to say <laughs> insane, anti-human. Uh, correlation made between actually sex or even just touching and disease you know or then again this thing that so many people would need the most they are made to be afraid of 
the most. You know, you can supposedly catch all kinds of things, you know, um, when in actuality, and then just very briefly, the main issue, for example, with much of sexual disease actually may be a disbalancing of the second chakra, which comes about by no touch, wrong touch, you know, only sex without love and all of that. So, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a huge show. It's interesting because like when I grew up, it was like touch was associated with sex. There was some kind of magical link. And the moment one is touched, oh, it's about sex. And nothing could be further from the truth. It's like sex has this enormous market share in our mind, like cultural, I'd say. Uh, yet in real life, it's quite a simple, uh, how to say a much smaller desire touch is much more important it's, it's almost like find that. Oh, go ahead, no, just very briefly almost like um sex is or put it differently the idea or the desire for touch in all kinds of ways is being sublimated into sex it's not really a sublimation in the sense it's more a grossification in a way but it's almost like a misattribution. So I, I'm pretty yeah. sure many people would say, oh, I want sex, you know, whatever, which may partially be true, but in totality, that may actually only be 5% of the actual experience and the real energy they actually require mm -hmm. or that would sustain and nurture them, you know? So and I think energy is, 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 is the focus word because good touch is nourishing you. It is an energetic process. It's not only relaxing, but also nourishing. And it's like whoever ha has, a, has a child or an animal, it, it's, it's, it's so obvious. Or if you hurt yourself, you touch it and it changes. You don't touch it. It's, it's like touch is, 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 is so close that we can't see the miracle behind it. And it has enormous, I mean, now we have to prove since we have to social distancing, we can see how important it is because it's very, very, very important that people do not touch each other. So what is happening once they touch each other? It's an explosion of energy. Yeah, it's very interesting because I'm dealing with shamanism and I'm working with the medicine wheel. And we have the four directions and the directions in between the four directions. And the first direction is the east and it's the number one in the medicine wheel. There's the sun and the quality of the sun is the fire and the life force and the spontaneity and the being in the here and now. And that is where the sexuality is. And in the south is number three. We have the water. We have the emotions and the love and the trust. And we have the touch in the self and also the inner child. So somehow in the direction where we have this touch, we also have our wounds, our vulnerability of emotions and of our inner child. And if we combine these two directions, we get southeast. Um, this is the number six in the medicine wheel, where there are our ancestors and our enlightened ancestors, which want to help us to um, gain love and selflessness. So what stands between sexuality and touch is somehow our background, our history brought by our older generations they gave us this energy with our grandmothers who 
were uh, had the conflict touch is sex or whatever so this is influencing us in our story of dealing with sexuality in one point which is energy and touch which are our emotions so this is very beautiful to see that these two things are not in the same direction but together we we can find a way to heal ourselves through looking at our past and our wounds and yeah mhm makes totally so sense yeah i've never i don't know much about the medicine but i'm glad you mentioned it um there's a daft punk song called touch ironically i'm sure we played it when we used to play music and uh i mean it's a kind of show tunesy type thing but it's about like the idea of desire comes into play and i think that tends to be the part that is the issue at least at a moral level where it's like you know you've seen the you know amish people men over here or even islamic or whatever men over here women over here nobody talk nobody touched cover yourself up i think it's trying in a very in appropriate way i mean you know the road to hell is paved with good intentions i guess um where they're like we don't want to let you know if we if we don't keep this under wraps a little the champagne bottle if it doesn't have a cork dionysian like orgies are going to go on everywhere or whatever people's fear is so um at some point it serves like a civil function i can't i mean it depends on a whole lot of astrological weather where you are on your personal journey of you know sexuality and stuff but there's definitely a point in more pubescent era i think when even just the idea of the opposite sex is not risky in a bad way but like i think you hear what i'm saying I, i think there's um prohibitions on this were out of certain people's ironically hermit card kind of convictions but you can't convert people to your convictions you can only kind of tell them like the benefits or cons to your walk of path or whatever so at some point maybe somebody's like um like a good example um I don't even know. I'm trying to think of a, a, like a famous person, but I can't think of any off the top of my head. Somebody who's like um, Andy Warhol. That's a good example. So he was a, um, a homosexual, which I have no problem with, but he's also like raised Catholic. So he's got this huge conflict of values, right? Where he like, wants to do his own thing. Actually, I don't even remember if he is homosexual, but he was, he was, he was different. Right. And um, at some level he turned it, sublimated that into art, but you, he doesn't seem like somebody who was always getting hugged or giving hugs or high-fiving or any of that jazz. Um, I'm, I'm rambling, but I'm trying to think of like, there's got to be good reasons, maybe not ultimately permanently good reasons, but there had to be some well intentions at some point to create um, distance between objects of desire. And maybe that's a part of the yugas that we're in or the evolution we're in or whatever. Um, you know, maybe at one point in a quote, you know, Garden of Eden type situation, we didn't really see each other as naked or objects of desire in a certain way. Maybe we all could hand hold hands and not, you know, label it weird or whatever but at some point we fall into consciousness in a particular way and we start being like oh my gosh i don't know what i am and i don't know what i am and you don't know what i am and we don't know how to please each other and i you know it just got really confused i think uh and maybe part of our mission now is to try to reorient ourselves in like mind body wisdom without with like awareness without judgment which is kind of hard to do it's like you know not like being condemning and like oh nobody have sex or you know holding hand like a good you don't see men holding hands in the street very often if they're friends like that's just you know like there's social contrivances in western there. culture in yeah western exactly culture. and in africa and other places yeah exactly they're way more open mm-hmm. um they don't have that um baggage i guess you could say so i don't really know where it comes from um and it, it usually culture tends to be an action reaction type thing so oh my gosh the orgies of rome we're gonna not do that so now we're protestants and oh my gosh now we're gonna have the 60s because you guys repressed us and now we have it you know 
STDs. It's this kind of pendulum thing. Um, but touch, it seems uh, one of the lyrics in that Daft Punk song is like, I want something more. So it's like, it's weird because it stimulates us. Uh, and even in the analogy where it's like the Garden of Eden, the fruit, uh, the forbidden fruits, maybe our sexuality in a sense. I mean, that's allegorical at a level. Uh, just kind of, uh, I've seen cross sections of the human brain where it looks a lot like Ganesh. So I, I'm not really sure where the story ends and the metaphor ends and like what's literal true and versus like embodied truth and stuff. Um, but it seems to me that there's healthy desire, but then sometimes, um, I think that's the issue is people have gotten covetous of certain feelings and they pursue those at the expense of others, like balance or whatever. And that's when you get kind of like, I don't know, sexual addictions or which aren't bad in and of themselves, but like when good things become ultimate things, I guess you could say. Um, so it's good to eat, but like you don't want to eat like 10,000 calories a day. That's kind of, you know, gluttony or however they would call that. I'm, I'm rambling, but um, where do you guys want to take this conversation? Cause we can kind of take it anywhere. I think we have this touch as a necessity mm -hmm. in at least some forms. Uh, safe space is quite helpful to have. And it's worth to experiment. I would agree. Uh, and even in, even the saying, you don't know, um, play with fire until you're burned or whatever. You don't know, if, you know, I forget the exact idiom, but it's like, to learn for oneself is to play with fire and get burned. That it's a sensatorially touch oriented nervous system thing. Whoa, a whole flock of geese just flew off uh, as though I offended them. Um, yeah. So do you want to take that thought a little further in terms of, uh, I guess the sacredness of space and or, um, experimentation and all that? I think one shouldn't make it too complicated. <laughs> Safe spaces where you can trust the other one who is participating. <laughs> and maybe um, figure it out what's, what's going on. I mean, what do you want? It's a safe word. Very good. <laughs> yeah. And then, I mean, you have a, you have a physical... You have a you have a body. Come on, find out what's good for this for your body. People are different. Like everyone likes touch, but some dislike it, which is also interesting. How can that? I think be? those are the most of the people that got in front of the cameras for our culture. Like Hillary Clinton doesn't seem like a very touchy feely person or whatever. So yeah, a lot of our state people, she's uh, she is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like she knew what Bill was up to. Let's be real. Um, <laughs> But uh, so that's a good example. Bill Clinton, very touchy feely or Biden, Joe Biden, American politics. I don't know if Merkel was doing anything or who your replacement is, or I don't know any Austrian politicians, actually. Um, German, but yeah. Merkel's German, but Austria's others. Like you've got somebody else, right? Yeah. We have politicians too. Yeah, They're everywhere. And they need touch, but they don't act like it. They act very aloof, mental together. Yeah, um, they have to be an example. I mean, in... But um, it's driving us mad. <laughs> seemingly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some of yeah. these fundamental like needs aren't being met at the narrative of high culture. Um, I mean, if you look back in Roman and Greek art or the Renaissance and stuff, it's a lot of nudity. Rubens and all this stuff, like naked women, a lot of uh, sensuality and stuff. And at some point, people, I don't know where it kicked in, but around the 1800s, I guess, uh, they just were like, no, <laughs> we've had too much of that. Uh, let's try something else. So, 
it's probably a mistake, obviously, to do that. It's all about balance, it seems, because uh, running around naked and like touching anybody is probably a little extreme, and then never being touched is also an extreme that's not desirable. And then, it, like you're referencing her chart, it depends on people's temperament. Some people find uh, like love languages. Um, touch is a big love language for me, but I save that more for intimacy as opposed to like I'm going to go give someone I think I appreciate a shoulder rub. Or something like i was in switzerland for a year and somebody some guy randomly walked up to me and started rubbing my shoulders and it was not sexual he was just like being nice probably doing what don does or whatever and i was like whoa oh my gosh what's you know like i was on red alert and i was just like what's going on here um but Did there was nothing inappropriate no no i was i mean i'm a gemini i'm nice enough so i was like what's up and uh it wasn't sexual at all but and i have tension in my shoulders i'm a leo you know gemini shoulders situation leo rising so um that my filter was disturbed enough with my baggage, my issues of trauma or whatever, to to project onto that situation <laughs> needlessly. <laughs> so uh, I know in Germany, I think prostitution has been legal for a long time, or some like it serves a psychological function. I know in Amsterdam it's legal and stuff, but I think there's a psychological need for this intimacy that we've kind of tried to. I mean, it, it's messy. It's the messier, I mean, not in a bad way, but it's the messier kind of part of human reality. And at some point, it's almost like Zetas took over, right, Raphael? And they're just like, oh, yeah. look, we're going to be mental about this and we're not going to, anything from the third eye down is not okay or whatever happens. So um, I don't know, Raphael, you got any thoughts? No, well, your assessment you're is correct. Person, right? like, at, like raves and stuff, aren't you like love puddling a little? I, I don't know. <laughs> say, say again. I feel like I don't know. I've never met you, but I feel like you're the kind of person that like holds that space, um, at least psychically, at like parties and stuff. If not, you're—I mean, I imagine you're giving hugs and shit. Uh, you strike well, me as hugs, a hugger. Yes, there is. Well, that that yes. <laughs> there there are some people that are much more advanced in like you know giving you know as you said random Shiva hug, random giving random uh, shoulder rubs and so on. I even have a very dear friend who's even just randomly like oh. You know, even last time was like, oh, before you leave, you know, we have to cuddle like four or five minutes or something. And I'm like, sure, you know, like it's a really good friend of mine. So I'm usually not the one like really initiating that, but I can't say I'm sad about it. I'm also very... There's a Libra, you're going along. Well, no, it's not, it's not like that. I'm also very particular about whom I would let touch me, but like with really mm -hmm. good friends or whatever, it's like, it's the best, you know, if it's just, you so know... Joe Biden. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> I have other types of friends, luckily. Um... And yeah, certainly, I mean, I could even say here, you know, we have so much trauma, I would even start not giving even this as a reason, but how many individuals are, have been born too early, you know, even especially within the past few decades, you know, all these incubator babies, there's a whole reset story about this, of course, with the infantoriums in the late 1800s, where babies were being sold and advertised in the newspaper, everyone can look what? that up themselves, yeah, yeah enjoy that one but even just the recent idea with you know modern science and it's so cool that you have a c-section at seven months and you get put into this incubator thing and if you're lucky maybe once a day a nurse or someone will come around and touch you for a minute you know i can't consciously remember what it was like but that's just you know the starting point and then of course all the confusion with the church and with the strict splitting and a strange over sexualized association so what's certain is that I would say the issue of touch and real connection is probably one of the you know biggest conundrums we are facing. So in that sense, I would uh, give it back to Don and 
you know, as the oh so simple but maybe quite complex question or not, how, you know, aside from just having the attitude and uh, approaching it that way, what would you say maybe are the, I want to say requirements or even just developments you would like to see or how you, what in your mind, how you could see that society as a whole and individuals can really reconnect with that, you know? I mean, I guess ideally everyone, you know, starting uh, massage groups or something. But even here, I want to mention this briefly because in recent years, Tantra has become more and more popular. And also here, I have heard the most interesting things because for me, of course, this as well is energetic. There are very, let's say, sexual aspects to it and very high, you know, abilities and powers and all of that, psychic and sexual that have to do with sex. But, you know, 99% is something else. And I also had heard literally about Tantra workshops where what they're doing is they all get naked and uh, masturbate or whatever. I'm like, well, you know, this is something you could do eventually, but this isn't, you know, this is certainly not level one and it's also not level five, you know. So um, what do you think about that? There is, there is a connection between the second and the sixth chakra are connected. So you have the third eye and the, and the second chakra are linked. It's like the seven arm of the Jews. It's like the heart is the center and they have the lower three chakras and the higher three chakras. And it's important. I think that that was a, actually a piece of the puzzle that in, in, in Asia, the people are much more liberated in physical contact. When I came to Asia, it was like obvious. They have body contact. They don't have these issues like we have in the Western culture. Uh, but then, of course, they have to live in the now. Uh, and once you connect the two, it's like second chakra and, and sixth chakra, you have you have some kind of, what to say, you can guide the energy that you create. But Asia, oh, has, a, yeah. Asia has a block on the sixth chakra, from my point of view, and we have a block on the second chakra, from my point of view. Uh, what happens if we if we get them going? This would be really interesting to me. The fifth root race. No, I'm kidding. Uh, something will happen. I'm not sure how it works. Um, Don, did you want to say something or uh, Bernadette? Um, um, yeah, come back to the question of uh, Raphael. Um, so I, I have a piece of paper where I read a lot of things because uh, there are a lot of things I could say something but I'm not sure and I don't want to interrupt and um, no no in a sense just to saying? be clear this is your show in a sense you know so you know take all the space you want yeah, we're, we're just waiting for your expertise you know so thank you so uh, what I would so um, we, we're talking about touch and if you really get touched the you you set up a connection and um what we all need as humanity is going back to the connection so uh as with our human brain we have to deal with a thing that we divide from the universe we don't feel the oneness we don't we 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 are divided from er everything and so the same point as I said, um, love starts by myself. Uh, if I want to connect to anything, if I want to connect back to paradise, um, first I have to connect to to feel the connection to myself, and this is what I provoke with uh, touch. 
So I touch people and um, they, they get a connection to themselves because they start feeling themselves again. You know what I mean? Yes, very much so. I mean, uh, what I was at some point I didn't say it earlier was like the reason one night stands are not that fun is because you get the physical exertion. Is at least I can speak from a male perspective. I don't know about the female perspective, but like you get the impulse out or whatever the desire gets met. But then usually it feels pretty hollow. I mean, I lost my opportunity to a prostitute actually in Hawaii. I don't really feel bad about saying that. Uh, I was twenty five. I was like, what the fuck? This is I'm too old for this. Like. Let's get on with this already. Like, I don't know why I had, I, I was too much of a stoner to care about women, probably, in all reality. But uh, at some point I was like, you know what, this is getting, I'm getting too old. And um, I remember specifically being like, can I kiss you? Like, can I cuddle? Can I touch you? And she was like, no. And I was no. like, all right, well, <laughs> all right, uh, let's just do this, I guess. But um, it, it's funny because uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the original, which was filmed in Munich, München, um, they have a lyric uh, that is sung, which is like, if you want to view paradise, simply look around and view it. It's here now, and we're just perceiving it incorrectly. Like, your embodiment is the spaceship. This is the most amazing fucking thing ever. And, like, between the chakras and the nervous system and the brain and all of it, it's a, I mean, it's taken, depending on presuppositions, it's taken a whole lot of space, dust, time, matter, coalescing to come to this point of awareness in this body. And it's a gift. Um... I guess where it becomes tricky is like, how does one be responsible? Uh, and I think maybe what you're saying, Don, is the best where it's like, start with yourself and then you're going to start vibing with people who are on a similar wavelength of that frequency of what responsibility looks like in that group. So like light anchor people might have a similar ethos. Let's just put it that way. Uh, and then you can maybe explore these um, vibrations and, and human interactions more openly and with trust. Uh, because we live in a globalist kind of internet society and it's all, you know, all crazy. I mean, for a long time, people were like, if we don't know you, if, if you're not in our tribe, if you're not around our campfire, we're going to kill you or whatever. It was very disconnected. I mean, um, and, and even the fact of like patriot, I mean, I'm not like hating men, but it's like patriarchal kind of dominance where it's like, these are my, these are my harem. These are, they're going to make me babies and I don't really love them. Maybe I cuddle with them occasionally, but like it serves a utility function for my, kingdom or whatever the pharaonic kind of thinking is so it seems like almost like a yuga it seems like we've like switched some polarity at one point because i don't know human history evolution maybe we came in here all woke and ready but um i'm not against darwinianism fully i, I mean at some point it seems like humans were probably in caves eating mushrooms having orgies not really knowing who the mother was and there was a very different kind of ethos with that and then at some point we kicked into like patriarchy and rules and segregation and order and hierarchy in a very different kind of way. So maybe now it's time to get right to the middle place where it's like honoring the unity and all things, the injures net kind of nature of things, the reflectivity and interconnectedness, while also um, having sovereignty and definition as a self. Um, so that kind of like masculine energy of like, I am me, uh, you know, I am an individual, but also being like, I'm enmeshed in a group and, and knowing how to operate physically in, in that tumult of history it, it's been difficult but you guys are giving me a little hope i mean it's not every day you talk to middle-aged men uh white men who are like i love touching it's like it's not typical at least in america uh high fives i give a lot of high fives but not much more than that so oh, really oh, really so i don't know much about uh the the culture of touching in america there's not much of it 
Oh, oh really? Dabs? Like, so, like really? Like, yeah, we were we were talking <laughs> about we were talking about Europe uh, before, and I thought so. It's it's like talking about Africa. So there are a lot of different countries, and what I experienced is you have really from south to north. There's a big difference in in touching people. All people in in South Europe love touching, and they touch all time, everywhere, and every age. So I had a Greek friend who told me. She came first time to Austria, and, and um, uh, one day I asked her, "So, how do you like it?" And she was, "Yeah, yeah, it's okay, but people don't touch each other. This is really strange." She said, "What?" And she told me she comes from Thessaloniki, from Greece, and she said, "So, if you go somewhere, everybody is touching everybody all the time. So, if if someone is talking to you, he's touching you." Talking and touching is is in in one, and she started touching. I mean, she was really she's a real beautiful girl, and she touched other people, and she experienced uh, the people in Austria. If you touch as beautiful girl, you touch someone. It's like, oh, you want to have sex with me? Uh, no. <laughs> so same in Spain and Italy, people touch each other. And uh, if you come to North Europe, like uh, Sweden or um, um, Norway and, and the, the northern countries, the people have a really big distance. They they don't touch each other. They they have even a a, a psychological um, uh, yeah. distance. <laughs> yeah. So they don't talk. If you come to to northern Europe, they don't talk about feelings. In in southern Europe, they only talk about feelings. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder is, if that has to do with the temperature or the equator. Yeah, yeah perhaps, perhaps it gets to do something with the temperature, but we are different, and um, it's uh, would be would be interesting if people in the south have more more uh, real body contact, or it's just a kind of contact, but it doesn't mean anything. So it's right. it's the same as you you told before, um, like you go to a prostitute. It's uh, or you have a one night stand and it feels hollow because it, it was touched, but I well, would say the same thing just, socially in uh, America and stuff where people are like, How are you doing? I'm fine. How are you? It's like, yeah. it's not real, even that's yeah. like intellectual yeah. aloofness. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think this kind of gap in intimacy is a thing that we've been dealing with for a long time. Um, just because we don't know how to trust each other, whether it's war or politics or whatever, um, even up in the northern climates, I mean, they call it the Protestant work ethic, but it's like winter is coming. We have to work hard to save for winter and it's going to be cold and we're going to have to light a fire, some chop wood and all this shit. Um, it's a different mindset if you're like in a, a Hawaii or something where fruit's falling off the trees all the time. And it's, you can be more open and trusting, I guess, in a way of the environment. And maybe over time, this stuff really starts creating physiological differences in brain structure that are genetically inherited. So it's like, it's not even anybody's real fault that the Scandinavians are distant. I mean, they're in a sense, they're coming from people who like didn't have, you know, it's like long winters with not much sunlight and minimal resources and, you know, like that kind of thing. Um, and if you do that long enough, if you extrapolate the data after a long enough period of time, you start seeing divergent groups. And, it, and that's the weird part that we're finding ourselves in now with, globalization of the internet like this i could talk to you guys and we could start referencing cultural and personal physical experiences but they might literally be translating very differently individually because of inherited culture genes brain 
structure, whatever. History, yeah. Yes, there is yeah. one thing I can contribute. So, of course, I would, you know, first like to verify whether, you know, Italian, Spanish or Greek touch, uh, you know, is... Well, they kiss on the cheek, right? And all that. Oh, sure. Yeah. If this is, I mean, I'm certain, I guess also here to differentiate between when it is, you know, just a matter of uh, courtesy or etiquette. And when it is also meant, you know, I'm, I guess this will be individual again, you know, whether I'm touching you just because that's what you do or I'm actually mean yeah, it. Handshakes you know? aren't always intimate. It's um, just like, hi. Exactly, cool. exactly. <laughs> um, but what is somewhat understood, I think, is the concept of so-called positive and negative politeness. Whereas in so-called northern countries, as you lined it out, negative politeness would be at the forefront, meaning you express you being polite and conforming to general society by not bothering others, not touching them, not keep chatting them up, keep your distance, leave them alone, yep. you know. And in southern, you know, whatever, you would you would say positive politeness, meaning you're being polite by including someone, by chatting them up randomly, you know, by touching them randomly and so on. I think that's kind of the, the draw, which is, you know, interesting, but certainly, at least on the surface level, appears to be related, like you said, probably with food availability, temperature, you know, stuff like that, at least as well, you know, um, yeah. Even just simple, yeah. like if your body temperature is like around 80 degrees, all, you know, if you're in the sun all the time and in tropics, in America, we call it Southern hospitality. If you're down in like Georgia or Mississippi, these places that I wouldn't really, I mean, I'm about to go visit my Nana in Alabama, Fairhope on the uh, Gulf of Mexico. So I'll see Southern hospitality and they have, it's a more openness. And I, I'm starting to wonder how much it has to do with like, uh, it sounds stupid, but like when you heat up particles, they excite each other by rubbing against each other. They're touching each other. And when you're cold, it's like they separate and solidify. And maybe that is like as above, so below, as within, so without at a very hyper-dimensional level where it's like if you're in a cold place, you tend to, I mean, one would think everybody's like, you know, keeping warm by rubbing body parts and stuff. Like, you know, it's like, obviously, like if you if you cuddle, you'll stay warm, Eskimos, right, or whatever. So, but typically warm, they're yeah. doing their own things. <laughs> so, okay. I don't know. We don't have to go down that rabbit hole forever, but it's just an interesting observation, I guess. Um what would you guys where do you want to take this because we could talk this is the fun part it's like it's almost like uh you know clay pigeon hunting just throw it pull, and then we kind of talk about it or whatever. Uh, let, let me say something about uh the the quality of of touch um i mean this is something um i really experienced that for everybody who who came to my place for a touch um in in first place, when I started my so-called service, whatever, um, I thought everybody needs a soft, slow, gentle touch. And then I experienced, no, it's not. Everybody needs a different touch to to really feel it. And uh, uh, one day I had a, a girl came to my place and I, I touched her soft and gently for the beginning, and she fucked me and said, "Hey." Can you stop that? Can you really, really grab into me and press? And, and she needed really a lot of pressure and, and uh, it was never enough. And after I found out she reads, re really needs it hard, um, she was happy. She was really happy and she felt touched. And um, so it's, it's something we, the, the quality of um, touch, has two components. The one thing is my intention 
of touching because if I touch someone with the intention, so oh, perhaps I can have sex after that. <laughs> and I think this does not feel good for everybody. Only if a girl comes to my place and she wants sex too, she will love it. But my intention is is the one side on, on my side and the, the other point is the quality is the openness, as you said. If I can, you have to open up to, to really connect. Well, it's almost um, like you have to emerge energy bodies and then the physical bodies will do their thing. So if like energy bodies are really distant, like I, I think the, 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 physical, and the, the physical bodies just will follow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, the energy is there. And, and if you don't, if you don't stay in your head and you, you're just around and really feel what you touch, I, I, always I have to find out what is the touch that is needed now and um, and how it, yeah i can't it's, the, the quality of touch is is um is giving and receiving it's it's on both sides so it's the only sense the only human sense i mean like all other senses can be solo in one direction i can see you but you don't see me or i can smell you but you don't smell me but if we touch it doesn't only work if we touch both. We are both touched. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, I think there's uh, even instruments that if you touch like little electrodes, you can make fruit, like you can touch a fruit and make a musical tone and stuff. So I think there's a lot of like, I mean, the other senses are, are perceptual in a distance, whereas touch gets enmeshed in an electromagnetic way, like in a very particular way. Like it's like you're, you're moving each other electrically. I mean, that's the best way to put it. And it can be any degree from like intimate to like, I'm punching you in the face or whatever. But, um, and just for the record, Don, you should, you don't have to keep saying, I don't, I don't, I'm self-taught. Say I'm an intuitive autodidactic and you'll sound <laughs> super posh. Everyone will be like, all right, I'm going to this guy. Uh, so, so never worry about like, you know, some of the best people don't have degrees or, or you know, experience like qualifications or whatever. So it's like, don't worry about that. Uh, Bach was the one who fucking tuned the piano. No one had to tune clavier, the well-tuned clavier. It's like he figured that shit out. So you could do it too. Um, I had a thought, but I totally spaced on it. Yeah, I was just thinking of like, I don't think you're berating yourself, I, but like I think you're saying it's not like you're like, oh, I'm not professional. Like at a certain level, it's like, what is professional? It's just jumping through hoops. And I mean, at some level, it's just making sure everybody agrees that you're qualified, which is fine to a degree but after a degree it just becomes peacock kind of cultural yeah. whatevering so anyway don't feel bad about not being a certified uh, whatever it's all good yeah uh, you're probably can... just as impactful as you know the 12d masseuse from wherever or whatever they say they are go ahead yeah i mean the, the good thing is i don't have to earn money with that i don't people don't pay for 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 my touch and um i think it's i'm i'm gifted i just i just i just do it and people come to my place because other people tell them to like somebody someone has been at my place and tells other people and they come to me and um normally if you do something and you want to earn money you you have to advertise your service and then it's good you can Tell people so I'm. I've got a master in blah. And I'm, I'm a, a toucher. Of, I'm a, yeah, I'm a professional. You know, a professional yeah. toucher. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Um, what we are talking about is not not any profession. It's it's something. I, it's more like I want to teach people to get back in connection with themselves, to get over the connection with themselves, to get back in connection with the world, with the universe. That's what what came. It's like this. The epiphany of this talk is that we are actually talking about connecting, not about touching. Touching can be a side effect, but what the essential need is feeling connected. Yeah, right. It's like so, inherent. It's already there. And we just have to remember, like the hermit card, the difference between the hermit card and the alien card, one's like, I got to go in and figure my shit out, hermit card. I got to disconnect. I got to have boundaries. I'm doing my solo thing. At some point, you got to flip that and turn it outwards or else it's not of service. It's just selfish. Um, and I don't know if you guys do psychedelics. We don't really have to talk much about that. But if, if you do certain drugs and dance and move around or whatever, that's when real awakening happens for me when I'm like on acid or something and dancing to music. I'm like, holy shit, I'm in this thing. I'm really here. Like, you know, like you forget. I forget as a son of a Gemini, I forget that I'm embodied and it's yeah. not all about like the next thought. It's just like breathe. Holy shit. And I think it's interesting that you mentioned like how easy it is. Is it to forget just like with touch? Because then, like you said, people wonder why a one night stand is not so interesting because I guess different electrical charge gets uh, transported or not. And we're so used that it feels a certain way if we touch, you know, in a gentle sense that we're not really, at least in, you know, materialist thinking, even though, you know, electricity and electromagnetism can be proven well enough. But it's usually, I think, not something people add into their mental picture that there is actually much more happening than just the visual thing of like you know what is parts. it even is it particles yeah. is it waves is there a space you know is there even anything you know is it actually only the electrical charge that even causes the re apparent resistance you know but still there is a transmission of energy but these are things that are not at least currently with our perception visually represented so I think they're often forgotten in a sense, and then people get confused about what it is and what a powerful toolbox it actually can be and how versatile it is and how essential it is because it's so normal and kind of gets thrown under the rug, gets associated with sex only. And so, you know, as always, I like to say, you know, with the things that contain the most energy and are the most relevant, these are the, the tools and ideas that are uh, portrayed in a way that people would want to stay away from them, you know, unless they really engage with it and understand it. And then they then they see, you know, the power this actually holds. And especially with something like touch, I mean, I guess the cool thing is, and maybe Don, you want to talk more about this uh, in terms of what is the actual requirement. Uh, but like I said, initially, I guess, fundamentally, it's just an attitude. So even here, it's a very, I want to say, democratized power that anyone could harness and cultivate within themselves if they would only choose to, because everyone has a body, everyone has an electrical charge, everyone can touch someone else in this way, if they would choose to, even without, you know, the master's degree. So, um, but at the same time, most people, even consciously or unconsciously, are keeping themselves away from that, which is, you know, kind of insane. It's almost like cutting yourself in half. Uh, they, they don't, it's, it's not the free will. Uh, it's a psychological history where people get out of contact and, and keep uh, touch away from them. I think nobody chooses it uh, by free will. This is not correct. And this is something we were, uh, uh, Bernadette and Michael, we were talking about uh, some days ago about the point of the free will. I mean, 
the the basic point is if you want to get touched the first thing is you there must be the will to to get in contact any anyway there must be a will in first place to get a touch from my hands to get a touch from bernadette or from michael or from whatever the the, the first point is you have to decide okay i go somewhere go to a girl a man or wherever and this is something this is a miracle uh, i didn't find out how to give people a will to really get back in connection some people do it some people don't and well, it's kind I of like the joke of uh, African cultures love dancing and being embodied and white people can't dance or whatever. It's like we just we've just disconnected so much over such a long period of time that I think it is our responsibility in a sense to uh, kind of what um, Michael was saying about the third eye maybe being closed in Eastern cultures in terms of maybe individualism and maybe or however you were looking at that. I'm not sure. Um, but they're kind of OK with, you know, being crammed on a subway Tokyo bus or what it's like, holy shit, that's a lot of contact. That's a lot of touch. Um, they're OK with that, <laughs> it seems. Um, or even just very briefly, even just the TSA, which to me is always the biggest joke. And I'm not sure if you the pat down <laughs> the, the, you know, transport service authority ever since, you know, 10 years, it's become popular if you want to go by plane now there's even more requirements but even before they were like either you go through the scanner where we're gonna basically see you naked on the screen which already is insane you know or we can actually come and we can touch you you know and one or one or two times i even did that deliberately because i'm like i'm not going through the scanner who knows what this does to me or whatever and i mean the guy that came up he it was in us i think even spoke german was very nice and i, I was just I was just laughing at myself. I was like, "Yeah, I'd like some more touch," and I'm, but I'm like, "This is the this is the way that you get it." I was like, "You know, I'll just enjoy it to the best of my abilities." But I was like, "This is so strange," you know. Like we forbid everyone from having proper relationship, and then if you don't want to go through the strange energy scanner, you you have to get you know touched by this you know random TSA agent, which again I, were nice enough to me, but it was just like this is so absurd, you know, it's so strange. <laughs> So I'd love to see the psychological profile of the TSA person. Like, are most TSA people's like love language touch? And they're like, this is, this is. I love my job, and I love first candy. But the ones I had, they were they were nice. The one two guys were nice. So that's all I can say. I don't know. When I flew from San Francisco to, um, I had a layover uh, when I was in Europe for a year in 2017. I had eaten all these edibles and I was smoking all this weed in San Francisco. So I was literally having the scent of marijuana coming out of my pores. So when I landed in. Um, Oh, where is it? Stockholm. Um, the drug dogs freaked out and I got strip searched and those guys did not touch me. And now I'm wondering how, I mean, I'm okay with that, but um, it was very odd because I was like, I, I don't know, we're talking about TSA. So that trigger, I was like, I haven't really had to deal with, oh yes, I've been strip searched. I forgot. Um, all I had was my tarot deck, of course. I'm like, check it out. You want me to pull your card or whatever. Um, so what are some areas of the, I mean, we don't have to just talk about physical touch though. That seems to be clearly the main um focus of what we're talking about um what are some because you're saying it starts with yourself maybe you know even just shoulder rubbing or like how do you touch yourself i mean that sounds like a weird question but how do you touch yourself well in order to feel good all alone like if you can't be around people and then maybe um any observations you guys have found in terms of like boundaries or like, it seems pretty obvious. I mean, Michael's making it seem way easier than I've ever dealt with. It's like, shit, man, like, y'all have it easy. Um, but w what are some of the um, 
I guess, rules and regulations in your own uh, bodies and minds in terms of experiencing intimacy with others in a physical or non-physical way? Yeah, for me, I feel like the connection we are searching in the outside to get touched from the outside or for from a person or music or whatever is actually a lack of the connection you have to yourself. And what I experienced once um, when I was doing microdosing LSD, it was really beautiful because I was thinking of how can I get the touch of somebody who loves me is I can touch myself if the way if I would be someone I love and receive the touch from someone who loves me, but it's me, you know, so I can be in the two roles at the same time. I can receive the touch and touch at the same time and this with love. And I did that and it was so amazing. I was like, I never need a man again. In my life. I mean, nice. Yeah. I don't love it's funny that you say that. I had a mushroom trip where I was like thinking about um, Tantra externally. I wasn't just thinking about sex, but I was like, this is happening within me. Like, it's hard to explain, but it's like, I have a masculine and feminine aspect, and they're making love in me. And now I feel it was like really weird. It was very abstract. Thank you, mushrooms. But uh, yeah, it's it seems. It's weird because you don't um, – there's an Alex Gray painting where it's almost like this person's face. I forget what it's called, but he's like, oh, my gosh. Uh, and you see, like, all these the, – the world in the person's face. I can't remember what the art piece is called. It's really uh, cool looking. Um, I think that kind of becomes part of the problem where we – like you were saying, we've been so externally stimulated. I forget what philosopher said it, but they said it, we're in the age of the spectacle where it's like, oh, my gosh, show my eyes, everything. And it's like we've like as opposed to being an auditory culture instead of like we tell stories oral tradition and we remember it even plato was like if you write this shit down we're going to lose something like you're translating it into a a codified language that's read instead of like you know vibrations of your voice or your gesticulations of your hands telling a story or whatever so in a sense it's like what it means to be human has been changing over a long period of time and maybe always will be this kind of weird kaleidoscopic experience like you know aboriginal uh, Australians might have a very different relationship um, with their bodies and each other and stuff than Northern Europeans, obviously, or Americans even, even though we were kind of like your bastard children or whatever. Um, <laughs> basically, America is like, you know, the kid that ran away. Um, uh, anyway, I'm rambling, but the point is it, this, on the one hand, the beauty, I guess, the positive side of the hermit card is you don't need what you're doing is finding that it's all within you in that lamp. You're like, holy shit, I've got the sun in the lamp. But then at some point, I think there is a tra translation, and maybe it's because I'm a Gemini. Um, you gotta, you can't like in the Bible it says, don't hide it under a bushel, like shine it out. Like at some point, you gotta take that awareness and that epiphany and show it to others. So I'm just kind of curious. Yeah, you guys could talk. Um, how how are you? How do you love yourself physically? I mean, it doesn't. We're not talking about masturbation necessarily, but it's like, how? Like, do you massage yourself? Like, like if you if you hurt your hand or something, everyone does this, and you're like, oh, my hand hurts. It's a very different experience if someone else is doing it. They might not be meeting your like psychological need, where it's like, I'd want that. You have to like express, oh, that's a good spot, that's a bad spot. But there's something very um, comforting, soothing. I don't even know how to put it with when another person's touching you because you can relax like you your problems become dealt with by another or something like that so anyway i'm rambling typical gym shit but uh yeah however you guys want to cut this cookie we can 
Yeah, why, why not talking about masturbation? I mean, self, self, uh, self uh, massage is. I think yeah, you can't. I I, I can't work my back. It's hard. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's hard. <laughs> you strain other muscles but, trying to get those muscles. <laughs> masturbation is not a problem, and I I think this is a good example of of, uh, of the connection to yourself. And uh, I mean. There's, in my point of view, there's, it's, it's, uh, it's the bandwidth of, of really from, from one night stand to fantastic sex. So sometimes I just wank and, and uh, have an orgasm. Um, and it's very Machiavellian. I just, like, I just, I, I just do it. Yeah, you just yeah. okay. I need that dopamine, dopamine right now. That's all. Yeah, and, <laughs> and then there are uh, so I have tantric experiences, and uh, I don't know if you know. So tantra is a way of enlightenment, and it's one of I, I guess it's one of the hardest ways because uh, you try to deal with sexual energy in a in a dimension it's for me it's really hard to to stand really hard to handle it's so many energy if you if you really go further on on this path and i would say um most uh, the, the beginning of, of a tantric path is uh, the experience with yourself. It's masturbating, is feeling yourself, is, is, is experiencing yourself. And this is really important, I think. And uh, I think masturbating is, is really, really, really important. Touching yourself is really important thing. To, to get it, so it's, it's all about the connection. I'm really glad, Michael, you said it. So we, we're talking about touch, but this is just, uh, as Ralfi said, it's, it's just one kind of uh, connecting. Um, uh, but it's a dimension uh, of connection. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a weird. In, in in real, we are talking about the connection of all with everything. And it starts with ourselves and there are some, some people who help you to get in connection in, in different ways. You guys do it with, with a podcast. You talk about interesting things and, and uh, connect people and everything is about connection. And this is really nice. It's funny um, they it's, say that. It's like the tantric epiphany is everything is fucking. I mean, everything is basically polarity interchange. So whether it's high to low pressure systems of weather or waves or whatever oh Every, i remember yeah. having a very lucid i was just like what's not having sex basically it's all copulation <laughs> in a sense um and then when you hit that point it's almost like it gets turned into like how do you want to experience that um i think what do you okay so hmm, what are your old thoughts in terms of ego distortions in this stuff because we're talking about it from a pretty woke spiritually like kind of nice vibe place but there are rapists you know and then people who run out and like kill the environment and are not thinking about how they're so connected with everything tantra wise or whatever so how where do you think that disconnect comes from i mean it could be the corpus callosum it could be literally just like a part of the brain where we're like i'm disconnected from the world um but anyway uh how 
it's like with great power comes great responsibility. And I think that's what the trip has been in terms of moral dogma, where people are like, if that genie gets out of the bottle, like they're going to have kids they don't want. They're going to get STDs. You know, who knows what's going to happen? Uh, you know, the social fraud worker is going to freak out if, if she's allowed to sleep with him, but they're not married. That's going to cause drama, you know, whatever, whatever the fears are. So, um, I mean, is it just fear ultimately that's causing this ego to not be certain of how to handle properties of reality? Or how do you guys uh look at that there's no wrong answer i'm just kind of curious. i think if, if we if we enter from this direction we will talk forever there are so many reasons it's like i get tired no, it's like fuck it. no it's it's like you know it's, it's sometimes it's it's more important to 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 figure out how, how how to enter again than how you fell out you yeah, could that, say that... you could you could you can access this topic by culture by religion by nutrition by the way you brought up, the way you, you entered this world, it's like, and then you go into Sigmund Freud and then you will never find peace again. No, it's, it's thousands of thousands of thousands of years human history. So we, we are not free of our history. So this is just, uh, uh, yeah, the, the question why is, uh, I agree to Michael, the question why is really big and I, I think we can't answer it really. And there are rapists and it starts that they rape themselves and they, 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 the way they treat themselves, they treat everything around them. So they treat the children's, the children, they treat the, uh, the, the environment, they treat everything bad because they treat themselves bad. Lack and of this personal is, connection. Just yeah, project yeah, yeah, right, right, right. That's the point. Lack of personal connection, right? And this is what we try to give back with with touch. So this is just my way. I mean, there are a lot of ways to get back in connection, but this is what we are talking today about. And uh, our way, or my way, especially, is is uh, to help people to get back in this connection. And there we come back to the card you pulled. So we all have these doctors in our in 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 us. Uh, everybody gets a backpack with him, and this is the darkness. And perhaps I'm, I'm I see myself a bit like I got a, a lantern and I show the light. You're the hermit. <laughs> I will touch you. I will. I will talk. Once I come back, <laughs> I will touch so, you out of my I, solitude. And I, I agree to Michael because um, uh, the question is where, where the fuck am I? Then is where do I want to go, and how do I get there? And the question why for me is really difficult because I don't know anything. So it's so complex. It's so big. To, to ask the question why I can I can answer the question why for a really small amount around me and, and uh, find out why things are like that. But in summary, the, the big questions, I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, perhaps I'm not the right guy, so I sh should shut up. I have a different, <laughs> I think you're the perfect guy, but I have a different fun thing to say. So um, trick question for all of y'all. Uh, what is, um, to express it properly now, what is one, let's say, common touch point for all of us? The one thing, I already said things, so, which, which we've all been touched by, guaranteed. The tea. Mom. 
more mom, uh, hopefully. Yeah, that would be belly button. I would that say, would, right? That, like, yeah, in utero. That's yes. like the ultimate handshake. Yes. <laughs> At yes. some point, we're like we're we're connected. No, we're not. Yes. Oh my God. What I would say now, just because it's the synchronistic reference, of course, would be the sun. All been touched. Mm. They even say it that way. Touched by the sun, you know. <laughs> and it's in, which and gets this, right back into the climate. A climatological aspect and it's in, like in the this, people who don't get touched by the sun don't touch each other <laughs> also and in this metaphysical uh point of view we're all connected through the sun as well you know in a way yeah uh, i wasn't even really asking like why we, you're right we, michael was right we could go on ad infinitum talking about like how is this the thing i'm just kind of curious in a sense presuming you all have done psychedelics at some level there is a discarding of a certain type of ego mindset that all of a sudden you're relaxed into reality and you can just be with it and explore it. And it seems like I want to know more, uh, how to say politically correct to the degree that it's like responsible, I guess is the best way to put it. How can we be responsible in trying to enter that space? It feels like we're walking. I mean, Ram Dass would say like, we're all walking each other home. It's like we were at a party and then like, there was a house, like an explosion and we've all run out of the yard and we're all like, what the hell is going on? And I want to get back to the party in a sense. Um, like, let's just take it to another house or, you know, it's like, it seems like there's just this divide that people, and it's a choice, I guess, um, of isolate, you know, self versus other and this kind of perception of self and other. Um, if, if you have no, how to put it i don't know if the yogi sitting on a pile of shit in india just like smiling naked all day is thinking all is tantra like i don't know what he's thinking like i'm, I'm wondering what the filter for us that we're have we're going to have to remove some filters right that's kind of the point um and reprogram ourselves and i think what you're doing don seems to be part of a a cultural movement at least privately but hopefully maybe more white men western people whatever um engage in very natural fundamental aspects of reality in a more open way as opposed to trying to control it or trying to analyze it which i mean i think is where stuff starts getting a little more distorted i'm rambling but um yeah it wasn't so much like wh why did this happen i'm like how can we it seems touch is the brit you know it sounds like some hippie shit it's like everyone just needs a big hug basically and that can look like you know full-on you know, uh, Kama Sutra hugs or whatever, but um, it seems like we're all just missing that hug. And as soon as you kind of get to the place as the hermit card and go, you know what, what I was looking for out there is in me. Now I can be in balance with it in a proper way. It seems that's, that's the missing link. And maybe us just even having these conversations is part of the evolution towards that place again. Cause it feels like we've all been kind of banished from Eden or however we're going to put it. And it's like, how do we get back into Eden <laughs> responsibly? <laughs> it's like, that's what I've got to get again. Yeah, this is this is what we all search for. How do we get back to Eden? And it's uh, I, I didn't invent the wheel new. I think this is I didn't invent something really new. There are a lot of lot of uh, cultures with different uh, techniques for for touching, especially in the the uh, like like uh, the. Chinese or the Japanese or the, the East Asian Asian. Um, um, I mean, in terms of like body meridians and all that. Yeah, kind of body stuff. body yeah. works uh, is in Asia more common than in Western countries. Uh, I lost the point. <laughs> um, yeah, get back to 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 paradise. Um, 
So you see, I, I think you you already said it. The inside is the outside. We everything is connected with everything, and if I'm connected inside, uh, I'm able to con connect outside. Um, so the the frontier between inside and outside is lost. Is you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean that's kind of what Namaste is trying to do. It's like I'm remembering that we're the same thing, albeit separately experiencing it <laughs> or whatever. Um, yeah, it, it's a it's a weird trip. Um, what are your what are y'all's thoughts on transhumanism and like where, like you know, metaverse and virtual reality that seems to be disconnecting us from our bodies more and more while trying to simulate this reality. Is the, la <clears throat> the last missing step to be. To lose, to lose paradise. Right. No, like, I, I would agree. Just go, go into virtual reality. I mean, this is this is so ridiculous. I and mean, from a logical point of view, it makes perfectly sense. But yeah. from a human point of view, it's just insane. Right. Yeah, from like a, has the at least this this oh saying, uh, then I can live in virtual reality. I mean, come on, you don't need a body for that. Yeah, I think for for the for the capitalism, uh, it's a good thing to be disconnected because if you're disconnected, you you need something to satisfy yourself because you feel disconnected, and if you feel disconnected, you buy stuff. It's easy. Yeah, because they tell you <laughs> if you if you don't feel good, just buy something. Yeah, buy something. Uh, Preferable something to eat. <laughs> So what I what I can offer is meet yourself, feel yourself good. Everybody knows the feeling to to fall in love. If you are really in love with someone fresh, the world is beautiful. You don't need anything. You just sit in the sun True. and say, "Wow, great, fantastic." You don't need anything. You don't go out by stupid stuff you don't uh, order some stupid stuff at amazon and you're not in in, in, in metaverse or somewhere else you're connected you're connected with yourself you feel your love that's all you need and so metaverse, i would, <clears throat> I would say right. this being in love is more the psychedelic part this classical you know i'm in love this is psychedelics I would. I think yeah. that's why I love psychedelics. Is it opens me up to. I mean, somebody I saw a meme where it's like, um, uh, white. I think it was. I don't know if I was saying white man, but it's like men think they're enlightened when they do acid. They're just feeling empathy for the first time, <laughs> or whatever. Like, oh my god, I'm connected. I forgot. Yeah. Holy shit. Exactly. I mean, this uh, is something I had heard uh, several times. You know, for example, you know, let's take something simple. You know, mushrooms. I guess would be the the prime candidate for this. And then again, you know, really sensing this connection between everyone and everything. And the question I would kind of ask, and I guess, you know, it's already a yes answer by default, but to what degree this whole practice really requires both in a sense what Bernadette says, ideally, so I understand that actually I am already whole within myself. And like Jim said, I have female and, and male polarity within myself. And in a sense, I can short circuit myself positively, even just, you know, hugging like this or whatever you want to do. And it can, it works, you know, if you just do it or just smiling deliberately, you know, all of these ways you can, you can <laughs> trick yourself and reinforce your own system. And at the same time, realize that the physicalized consciousness I experience apparently outside actually is an experience I'm having within my own consciousness. So then what I'm asking for the connection to be, I want to say, proper, 
to what degree is it necessary that I actually truly understand and recognize the apparent other to actually be a part of myself. And then in a way, I want to say I love myself so much when we arrive at the sun stage, maybe Don can talk about this, and I recognize the other as part of myself and I approach it with this unconditionality uh, of love. Uh, then is this is, I guess, where the most, um, let's say, where the true nature of the permanent connection can be experienced. Yeah, you find yourself in, in the others. If you meet someone else, you are confronted with yourself. Um, and uh, what I think is, I mean, talking about sex, um, if you really have good sex, um, both or, or all of them who take part in the sexual action will lose their boundaries. Mm -hmm. It's, it's like just a universal explosion and everything. There, there's nothing else, just poof at the end. And so I think sex is, and this is what the tantrics say, um, it's the highest um, form of, of contact. It's the physical bridge of duality. It's a picture yeah, it's I had a, a long time it's, ago. It's like this, we have, we have the, why do we have like women and men? It's like, and the question mark what, that was in my mind was, can it be that human is split in the polarity? And once they do connect the two of them, like the opposites, if they really connect on a physical level, then there is this enormous potential of energy. You cannot tickle yourself. You can do whatever you want. You can't. The moment this external energy is, is uh, connecting, then it becomes much more powerful. Like this Jesus saying, if to meet in my name, I will be there, which means there is a third power involved or is a result of it it makes perfectly it makes like rational it makes perfectly sense to me yeah and i guess that's probably the epiphany of the hermit where it's like i am the world i mean the world card is the final epiphany or whatever but it's like you like in order to you know as within so without as eventually the world cards like as without oh my god it's me i'm here i'm in particular so um yeah these are deep waters and ultimately very um personal experiences like everybody's got different flavors different trauma different preferences different genetic whatever um but i think even just having these kinds of conversations and being willing like i don't give a shit telling people i lost my virginity to a prostitute my fiance might not like hearing that story or whatever but um it's it seems like uh we have to just be authentic and honest and the more honest we are um the more we have a chance to reflect well and when we reflect well that's when the lanterns get lit and then we all kind of walk around and then I don't know if you've ever, I mean, in America, Christian church services, sometimes at Christmas, they're like, light, you know, there's one candle. And then everyone lights the candles. It's like, holy shit, this is actually a pretty bright room now. And uh, like, it's comfortable. So I think that's kind of where we're going with it. It seems like we just have to light our flame, the intermounting flame, as the Mahavishnu Orchestra's album would call it. Um, and when you light that intermounting flame, it reflects outwards. And then we just have to play well with others, play well with yourself. 
and you know that's that's a lifetime of that's a whole process i mean there's so much baggage and shadow and all sorts of weirdness that it really is a journey but i guess it's the journey we've signed up for the journey of discovery of individualism within a collective it's, it's like what a privilege what a trip um and yeah maybe we're all like in a crowleyan sense or i don't know maybe i think mormons think that we become suns or something maybe we'll all become sun stars and then we'll go oh my gosh it's like a, um in 2001 in space odyssey it's like it's full of stars it's like i think it just keeps going and going and going so um i don't know if you guys want to go or if we should talk about more things it's kind of up to y'all well, basically i just want to make sure that don has gone through the entirety of his list you know and Doubtful. that's it <laughs> <laughs> we can have more yeah, I, I won't have i'm german you know i'm german i i got a list <laughs> It happens. Guessing, you've engineered the conversation. Don't worry. <laughs> exactly. Oh, exactly. The Austrians do this. <laughs> you didn't say anything. So, um, but at the end, uh, there's something um, coming back to Adam and Eve, um, the paradise. And I think the problem was that they, the, the humankind fall out of paradise because we started dividing in good and bad. Well, we became aware we, of it. We, 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 yeah. we were dividing in inside and outside. And this is why everything, for me, everything is about getting back into this connection. And if, think of the <laughs> horror for God or, you know, the angels or whatever, where it's like, we were all chilling and you just decided to like phase lock out of the unity or whatever. So it's this big journey of like, like almost beam me up Scotty back into this party. I mean, that's kind of what I think the whole Hindu thing is ultimately. Where it's like, you're at the party. Remember, <laughs> you're at the party and stop freaking out about like your individual shit. But here we are falling into like individual stuff. It'll be funny one day. I, I imagine whether it's another yuga, another lifetime, I'm not even sure, but we'll laugh about this one day and be like, you know, um, when you insert a, or, you know, back in the day arcade games, you would put in a quarter and your conscious focus would be focused on the game. You kind of internalize it. You're playing the video, you know, like an arcade game or whatever. Or it doesn't have to be an arcade game. Like when you play a sport, you become very engaged with that activity in a very particular way. Um, and we're going to laugh one day and be like, that was just, we inserted a coin into the dual duality game. And that's what, this is, this is how it feels, I guess, to um, be that way. But, you know, it's a very new age kind of concept from unity to diversity into um, unified diversity. I mean, that's kind of that's where we're all going. Actually, the beginning of the gen Genesis is like we ate the apple and the apple was consciousness. Exactly. And then, uh, and then God came and said, well, oh, if they eat this apple, if they're conscious, then, then they are like me, like God saying. So then he said, well, will you go out and you go out and you will never find peace again? Unless, we'll feel divided internally. Um, yeah. yeah, unless you become conscious of consciousness, and then you won again. That's what's up. Well, I know, Bernadette, um, you haven't said much. I want to get you all on individually. We can do group things again. I mean, I'm, I swing both ways. It's whatever. Um, like, it's a lot of fun no matter how we cut it. But um, are there any kind of parting thoughts? I know it's getting kind of late in <laughs> Europe. I don't want to keep you forever. Um, <laughs> Unless you guys want to keep talking, shit, I'll talk all day. Gemini life. But uh, it, it seems like we've kind of come to an idea of a closure. So we can put a tab in it for now and maybe come back. But are there any kind of like, I mean, I don't know. It doesn't have to be your, uh, you know, epi uh, epitaph or anything. But um, 
are there any final thoughts that you guys want to leave uh, our listeners with and anything, you know, in terms of like your websites or how to contact Don is going to tell nobody about himself. He's going to play this mysterious word of mouth character. Uh, <laughs> clearly his business model is working. So, or whatever's going on. So, um, but yeah, tell us how we can be more aware of your reality tunnels. And then also maybe anything you want to leave people with question, comment, whatever, whatever's clever. Yeah. Service to others is service to self. You know, with the right perspective. You don't need to mention any of your links or anything. We'll just put all of that mm. down here. So don't worry about that. But of course, any parting thoughts doesn't have to be a great insight. Can also no, it doesn't have to be profound. Being... <laughs> <laughs> part, for all I care. And then we can say uh, goodbye for tonight. So yeah, um, maybe Bernadette, go first if you would like. Yeah, I have a nice sentence maybe for the final. It would fit very nicely because right. um, there is a saying, um, we are not humans making a spiritual experience. We are spirits making a human earth experience. So I like this sentence because it's also for people who are unaware that we are actually spirit, but it's also for people who are dealing with a lot with the spirit realm, you know, and reminding them <laughs> that we are also humans and having a body and living in polarity. So for me, it's very important also to remind myself we have the body and we have women and men and we want to touch each other and there are needs, basic needs. And it's beautiful to be in connection with each other, even though I can do the connection myself and I can go to unity when I want to and I be connected by myself. But it is beautiful to play this game and it's very beautiful to live it all the colors, all the rainbow colors. <laughs> Word. All right, yeah. then I'd say Michael next, and we'll leave Don the final cool. message. I'm far away from having a clever line. <laughs> <laughs> you never have to be clever. You'd be surprised. He's a Libra, I'm a Gemini. We're easily amused. So it's like, like literally, you can say anything and it would make it, us... It was good enough already. <laughs> All right, then before we leave it for Don, I would just say, allow yourselves to be touched by yourselves. And uh, yeah, done. That's a clever line. Final See? message. <laughs> yeah. Well, he does have a Leo Moon. He wants to. He wants to leave that heartfelt impact. I, the the song uh, "Touch Me" is coming to mind from the Doors. It's just like yeah, like like you're saying, um, give yourself permission. I think that's part of it. It's like that doesn't mean you're going to be perfect. We have these ideas of perfection, and it's it's the process that matters more than the outcome, probably. So just just enjoy the ride, like we always go to say. It's like you're gonna have you know, maybe your roller coaster cart flies off the wheels and you die or whatever. Who knows how the ride goes? But um, you're embarked, so try to make the best of it in terms of acceptance, I guess, and you know, allowing that acceptance in others. I'll shut the fuck up though, Don. <laughs> not me, not me. Oh, hot potato, hot potato. Yeah, I want to thank you all because. Um, this talking um, helped me to express things. Uh, I, I started thinking about things and uh, new connections in my brain. And uh, I really love this talk. And I would really thank you for this talk. It's yeah, really great thing. Really, really, really great thing. I'm really thankful. The neurons are touching. 
<laughs> Making new neural pathways. All right, guys, off Vita Zen, and uh, thank you very much for coming on. Yeah. yeah. Thank you thank very you. much. You don't need to run away from the meeting. I'll just close the recording and say thank you very, very much to everyone watching and listening, and catch you all next time. And now is the time to wave if you like. Thanks so much. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.